Welcome to Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. I'm your lead investigator on this case, Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Every episode is an investigation where you and I explore true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. We discuss the cases, share information, no chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. Now, grab your crime scene kit, a notebook, and your favorite hat. This is Best True Crime Podcast. Happy 2023. This is Judith A. Yates, and this is a special edition of Best True Crime. The date is January 1st, 2023. The place is Moscow, Idaho, and your assignment is to meet a weird kid, Brian Kohlberger, the suspect of the quadruple homicide in Moscow, Idaho. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty, and this podcast is opinion only. This podcast and video represent the opinions of myself, Judith A. Yates, and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of businesses associated with this podcast. The content here is for informational purposes only. All persons are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Here's what we do know as fact. Ethan, 20 years old, Madison, 21, Zanna, 20, and Kaylee, 21, were all University of Idaho students. The women shared a six-bedroom rental home with two other students off campus on King Road near Fraternity Row. Ethan was Zanna's boyfriend. Madison and Kaylee were lifelong best friends. On Saturday, November 12, 2022, Madison and Kaylee partied at a downtown Idaho bar while Ethan and Zanna attended a party at the Sigma Chi house. At some time, all four plus their two roommates were at the rental home assumed asleep. Ethan, Madison, Zanna, and Kaylee were stabbed to death with a fixed blade knife between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. They were discovered the following morning. Since the news broke, speculation has run wild. Self-appointed internet sleuths, podcasters, and the media have called out people they believe to be suspects. Names were announced in public, whether there was a law enforcement suspicion or no. People conducted deep-dive research into strangers' backgrounds to post all over the internet, resulting in at least one civil suit. Moscow police had to announce a warning to web sleuths. The media chastised police for not catching the suspect. One family of a murder victim went public in their anger at the investigation. Finally, on December 9, 2022, police issued a statement. Investigators have been monitoring online activity related to this ongoing and active case and are aware of the large amount of rumors and misinformation being shared as well as harassing and threatening behavior toward potentially involved parties. Despite numerous persons being cleared by the investigation, people continued to call out who they called a sus, or who acted sus, which meant suspicious, online. And then, on December 30th, police arrested a suspect named Brian Kohlberger, who was never on any public radar, and Kohlberger's friends are saying they are shocked and astonished he was arrested. Let me say first, all suspects are innocent and to proven guilty, and this podcast is opinion only. 
When I discovered Brian Kohlberger was a criminal justice student, I was immediately drawn to this case. The more I read about him, I began to see a pattern. Kohlberger was that weird kid, that young man that everyone feels strange about, but no one would ever suspect. I'm a former criminal justice professor, so his educational background intrigued me. Kohlberger was born in 1994. He obtained an associate's degree in psychology at Northampton Community College in 2018. Then he completed a bachelor's degree at DeSales University in 2020, where he did further graduate studies. He made the Dean's List twice. And currently, Koberger is a PhD criminology student. He is a teaching assistant at Washington State University's Pullman campus, about a 15-minute drive from Moscow, Indiana. Looking at Koberg's mugshot from Monroe County Correctional Facility, you see a slender man with an angular face, crooked nose, and eyes that stare through the camera. In my opinion, there is something a little off in his face. Besides the obvious, it is, after all, a mugshot, his demeanor shows no smugness or fear or resignation that too often seen in the faces of those in front of the jailhouse camera. It almost seems he's taking a photo for an ID badge for school or for work, and it's almost the exact same expression for an ID photo where he dons a blue polo shirt that was taken at an earlier date. It looks like it was actually an ID photo for school or for work. And there's also an ID photo, an earlier photo, of Koberger from DeSales University. He's wearing a dress shirt and a tie. His face is very, very thin, and his smile is forced, forced looking. But if you study other mugshots against Koberger's, no, no, don't go to funnymugshots.com. Study this mugshot and tell me if you see anything. That weird kid, the same weirdness that one day walks into the school cafeteria and starts unloading that gun he snuck out of the house, and later everybody says, I never thought that kid would do that. Let's look at some of the comments of people who say they know Brian Koberger. And again, I want to note, he is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And all we can do is trust the media and the people they interviewed to tell us the truth. Ben R. U. Kohlberger through a school program. In a December 31, 2022 online article by Carrie Breen of CBS News, Ben was quoted as saying how Kohlberger was always looking for a way to fit in. And if you ask Kohlberger a question, Ben stated Kohlberger would find the most complicated way to explain something. He had to make sure you knew that he knew it. In a New York Post article dated December 31st, written by Klein et al., words like outcast, creep, and withdrawn are used to describe Brian Koberger by fellow students. One student who knew him from elementary through high school is quoted as saying, I remember seeing him and thinking it was a new student. He was so heavy and he lost so much weight. He almost looked sickly or like it was an obsession. Around the same time, he became more aggressive 
and I think he became more of an outcast at that point. He became more withdrawn. This is associated with a heroin addiction, according to some students. Some people have come forth saying Koberger had suffered an addiction to heroin as a teenager. One girl points out a 2017 photo of this alleged killer. Obviously, that's Brian. She indicates his expressionless demeanor in this photo and says, still has that dead face. Kohlberger is remembered as a highly intelligent kid. Fellow students and friends are quoted as saying he was very bright, but odd, especially around girls. If he liked or was interested in a girl, and she wasn't, he didn't understand why or just didn't accept her saying no and move on. And so he would have been labeled as a creep or something. Brian Koberger hung out with the people who were outcast together. He tried to hang out with people who were smart. He just didn't really fit in with anybody. It's remembered that Koberger was bullied by high school girls who would even throw things at him. When people were hateful or made fun, Koberger would run away, one friend recalls. It was bad. There was definitely something off about him, like we couldn't tell exactly what it was. And, quote, in his home state, he was known as a genius who was socially awkward and had a tough time picking up on social cues. Another student describes Kohlberger's inappropriate behavior as, it was like a childhood curiosity from an adult who you would think would know better than to ask a question, but it was such a genuine curiosity. And that's why I thought he was so sheltered, that he just had no idea about these things. And I really just don't think he knew better. He asked questions or said things to other people that they construed as being offensive. And Koberger just didn't seem to think anything was wrong with it. And again, He's a really, really intelligent kid, a bright kid, someone who stood out even in honors and high-level classes. This was all cited in a Fox News article by C. Eberhardt, December 31, 2022. At his parents' house, he let them know he was a vegan, making them throw out any plate or dish that touched meat. Now, while this can be labeled weird, I add on a personal note, in my childhood, my family was friends with a Vietnam veteran, and he was a vegan, and he refused to sit at a dinner table and use cutlery if it had touched meat. Even if that cutlery just sat on a plate where meat had been, it made him wretch. He couldn't even look at the knife or pick it up. Now, he never explained, and no one ever asked. We figured it was part of his PTSD or something that happened in Vietnam. He had seen a lot of horrible things. But nonetheless, it was considered weird behavior. I'm not a clinician. I'm a criminologist. I collect and analyze crime information and how it affects a community. It's a little bit of psychology, sociology, a lot of education, and sometimes just gut instinct. Basically, I look at why people do horrible things to one another and hope to find ways to reduce that bad behavior. So, here goes. And again, 
This is an opinion, and everyone is innocent until proven guilty by law. On Brian Koberger, we have a socially awkward individual who says inappropriate things, appears to have no filter, and sees no issue with asking such questions. He cannot relate to others, cannot understand or carry out simple social skills. Yet, he excels in studies and education, always on the dean's list, and educated enough to pursue a Ph.D. One of the first things said of him, peers admire him for his intelligence. When it comes to school, he can hold animated and long conversations. But he is just too weird to be friend. He has habits that other people think are just out of this world, weird, a rabid vegan, as Nancy Grace shouted in one show. In the few photographs we've seen, there's an awkwardness. Even an old friend noted the dead face in Brian Koberger. There's reportedly a possible self-medicating in the abuse of heroin at one time in his life. Heroin provides a euphoria, and while once it was considered a heavy drug used only in these back alleys, dark places, it is now far more prevalent. Heroin use among 18 to 25-year-olds has increased over 100% in the last 10 years, according to the CDC. Dr. E. J. Kazian notes in The Theory of Self-Medication and Addiction, It is not so much that these individuals seek euphoria, but rather the aim is to relieve dysphoria. It is not surprising that individuals with any of these conditions could become attached to the powerful change in emotional state that drugs can provide. And lists heroin as an opiate that reduces intense feelings such as rage, anger, and agitation. Multiple studies, such as that of the National Youth Risk Behavior Study, shows a strong correlation between the use of drugs and poor grades. Now, heroin is an opiate. It's a strong drug. However, we see Brian Koberger using heroin for an extended time, yet he is continually exceeding in scholastics, despite a reported serious addiction. And so, just what is a weird kid? Usually, it's a mixture of mental illness, personality disorder, throw in some sort of family dysfunction. Dysfunction is relative. It could be a substance abuse problem, physical abuse, mental illness, or failure to properly relate. Family history never resolved. I suspect we will find all of this in Brian Kohlberger as the investigation continues. Time is going to tell us just what happened in the early hours at the King Road residence. It will never be over for the loved ones of Ethan, Madison, Santa, and Kaylee. It will forever be a mark on University of Idaho. And you can bet those innocent people who were publicly accused but were innocent will still suffer consequences long after online sleuths have moved on to the next big case. And now, for the public? Chat rooms and online pages are filling up fast with people now trying to determine motive based on what little information can be gleaned from the media and what little information police are releasing. 
What happened that night? What path did he take? Why was the white car so important? Did he enter through the window? Did he enter through the sliding glass door? Did he stalk the victims? Is he a serial killer? Is he responsible for other crimes nearby? One parent is still making headlines with ambiguous announcements. The suspect has been deemed guilty and charged in the court of social media. Despite the bitching and ridiculous countdown system, it's been three weeks, it's been four weeks, it's been four weeks in one day. Law enforcement did their job, despite the naysayers. And this weird kid, whoever he really is, we desperately want to meet him. Thank you for listening to Best True Crime Podcast. I'm Judith A. Yates. Happy New Year and be safe out there. Hey listeners, my name is Judith A. Yates. Like so many of you out there, I have suffered from depression and I have been suicidal. I've also been the victim of discrimination, but there is help out there. You can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. That is the crisis text line. You can connect with a crisis counselor and it's free 24-7 support right there at your fingertips. Here's how it works. You text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741 from anywhere in the United States, anytime. And a live trained crisis counselor receives the text and will respond. It's a secure online platform. Crisis counselor can help you with gun violence, coronavirus, anxiety, eating disorder, depression, suicide. Give them a text at 741-741. They also say habla espanol and they are GLBT friendly. So don't sit alone and don't do anything dangerous to yourself or others. Please, there is hope out there and there is help. Be safe out there. Thank you for joining me on this investigation, exploring true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. This is Best True Crime Podcast. No chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. I do hope you will subscribe. This podcast runs off donations only. You can drop us a donation, $35 or more, and I'll send you a signed book. Just go to www.besttruecrime.com. My name is Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Thank you for joining me on Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Be safe out there.